0: Today is a fantastic day for Potty Train Me because I'm joined by not one, not two, not three, but four guys who are not only so much fun to be around, they are also tremendous competitors and hard workers. Why I have them here today is actually because of a recent adventure which led to a big moment of fame on social media. These guys played a 24-hour-long game of beard-eye. Yes, Beer Dye, and they're here to tell you all about it. So I would like to officially welcome Kyle Johnson, Jason Zeidman, Robbie Odom, and Ryan Berry. Guys, I'm so stoked to have you on. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thank you. So obviously, uh, the locals know all about Dye, but some of our listeners may not be as familiar with it. Uh, you know, Randy Marsh from South Park would refer to this as a game where they serve refreshments, mm-hmm. but, uh, just, can you guys just explain a little bit about what the game is for those who might be a little more unfamiliar? Um, so
1: basically it's a two V two game. Um, you each have a cup on one corner of the table, um, Basically, one person has a die. They throw it up in the air, like pretty much as high as you can. It's supposed to pass the halfway point of the table, land on the competitor's side, and the goal is for the die to bounce off the table and the defense to not catch it before it hits the ground, and that's a point. Um, there's some more subtle rules to the game, but that
0: is the basics of it. Yeah, that's beautiful. You play on a uh, an eight by four table, and um, obviously, with the dice being a cube. Catching it is not always the easiest thing. We get some unpredictable bounces out there. And uh, as you continue the play and become a little bit more impaired, sometimes sometimes it's a little bit more of a challenge. So in Isla Vista, California, you'll see a die table in just about every front lawn or backyard, sometimes even two or three, depending on the space available. So it's fair to say that It's a little more than a hobby for some of us out here. Uh, Rather, it's a lifestyle. Uh, And you four took it to the next level by having a 24-hour-long game. What was the inspiration behind this whole idea?
2: Um, Honestly,
0: we were just trying to
3: fully send it, and we just wanted to do something legendary in our time here at Santa Barbara and just like really leave our mark in the city and we thought this would be the best way to do that. This, uh, this idea originated almost a year
4: ago, last to, to last summer, uh, when we had our previous house, which was a much bigger space, a lot more beautiful area, and uh, we wanted to put something, like we said, on, put ourselves on the map and do something that no one has ever done before, and really make a name for us and the Black Tide. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, if it was an idea that originated about a year ago, it's, uh, it's no wonder that, you know, it took all that time to make it happen. Great things don't just happen. And uh, you did get the moment of fame on social media. So it was a big deal. I will say, though, the arena at which you played was also a pretty beautiful site. You had a nice front lawn, people passing by on skateboards, bikes, uh, may or may not have been wearing masks. Who knows? You're overlooking the famous dog shit park and the ocean. So life could be much worse. But I think what so many people have asked me and uh, the thing they want me to relay to you guys is that at some point it just has to feel like a total grind and not an activity of enjoyment, right? Like going 24 straight hours with your foot on the gas, I mean, that has to take something out of you.
1: Yeah, it was. we honestly were thinking the same thing going into it. Like we were wondering at what point it wouldn't be fun anymore, and it would be more just like, we have to get through this. And honestly, I was having fun, like, up until I were, like, 22. Like, it was pretty fun the entire time, honestly.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, it was fun most of the time. We got into some pretty heated arguments that uh, in the moment weren't very fun, but looking back, it's a fond memory, I'd say. But definitely uh, the latter quarter was not very much fun. (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah I just remember uh we had stayed up the night before until like 11 or 12 to get up <laughs> at 4 45 in the morning to do this thing and I just remember rolling out of bed like, what the hell are we doing? I just have no faith in us right now.
2: Uh, we actually tried to do 24 hour diet the day before, and our original plan was to have like different people circulate on the table and we did it for like two hours and then... Nobody else wanted to continue and help us. So we were like, you know, forget this. We tried to to make it happen for a year. Let's just do it tomorrow. Well, I mean, that's a perfect
0: segue into my next question, actually, because one of the first things I thought was, as you said, you woke up at 4.45 in the morning to start uh, consuming. Um, Doesn't sound too pleasant. So why did you go for the 5 a.m. to 5 a.m. route instead of the sunset to sunset route, which seems a little bit more uh, logical. There is a lot of arguments about
3: yeah. where
1: start. <laughs> a lot of people wanted to start like in the afternoon or maybe even like at night. And my logic behind starting in the morning is if you start in the afternoon, you've already been awake for like 10-12 hours. So that turns into like 36 hours of being awake rather than if you just wake up really early in the morning. It's just 24 hours, and then you finish, you go home, you go to sleep. And if you go to sleep at, like, 5 a.m., you can still get, like,
4: seven hours of sleep and <laughs> kind of catch up. So.
0: I, so a little sleep schedule balance,
4: okay. Yeah. I had uh, wanted to go from, like, sunrise to sunrise. So, like, the last during the last hour, you would see the sun, like, rise into the sky, and it's kind of like a, a hoorah moment. But... Uh, I was heavily <laughs> argued against and so I just finally gave in and said, I want to do it at five AM.
3: Barry being the youngest one of the group, we kind of bullied him out of that one. So. I basically get
0: bullied all the time by these guys. My say means almost nothing. <laughs> it's okay, it's a uh, it's a brutal price to pay, but you know, you are one fourth of this amazing unit, so I mean you do get some credit here. I recognize All of your opinions and greatness, if that's any consolation. I absolutely appreciate that. (laughs) So, um, Jason, I do want to hear from you a little bit. Um, What's your thoughts on the whole foot on the gas thing for 24 hours? Like, did you ever see the iCarly episode where they try to do the 24 hours and eight minutes long web show? Because, you know, that seemed like kind of a grind. Obviously, there was a little twist at the end of the episode, and uh, it blacked out for five seconds, so it didn't really count. But uh, there might there may have been a different form of blacking out in this <laughs> endeavor. So, uh, were you having fun all the way through? Yeah, I would say I had fun all the way through. About, I think it was hour like
3: eighteen or nineteen. I want to say we got. I was extremely mad. <laughs> I haven't been that mad in a long time, but Kyle was just grinding my gears.
2: and we, were like, th- we weren't even smiling. It was <laughs> it for like two hours. We were like just playing serious mad die. Other than that though, I
3: would say I had a lot of fun. And then hour 22, like Robbie was saying, was pretty rough. I just wanted to go to sleep. I had work the next day. <laughs> yeah. but I can't believe you did that. <laughs> we, just, we, just,
0: we just had to do it. Wow, you had <laughs> work the next day. That's, that's pretty unbelievable. But I, I do love the fact that you guys were all angry. And playing for two hours because, like, you know, to anyone else in IV, it's like, yeah, it it may sound cool to go 24 hours straight, but it's a fucking grind, okay? It's not going to be fun all the way through. And uh, there's a certain level of dedication and commitment and a price to pay if you want to end up on the dies Life page and be as cool as you guys. So... Another thing that everybody wants to know, you know, they hear 24 hour diet and immediately a lot of questions pop up. Like, what were the rules in terms of breaks? Did people bring you food? Was there like a, every, at one point, was it just like a, hey, let's stop playing and chill out period? Or was it just like 24 hours,
2: full commitment, very little stoppage, minimal food? So we had a couple meals. meals. Uh, our first, I think, was pizza, right? Yeah. And we played, a, we played a left-handed game. Because tossing for 24 hours, your right arm gets tired. So we played a game where we held pizza in our right hand and tossed with our left hand. And, uh, yeah, so that's dinner, what we did for lunch.
1: Dinner, we also had, like, a bowl of pasta. And it was just, like, on the table. So there was, like, another thing you could sink. And we would just, like, eat quickly between, like, tosses and stuff.
4: <laughs> did any bowls of pasta get sunk? No. Not, not, like even, no. not even
2: any tanks either.
4: Mm. <laughs> um, we had, like, plenty of snacks as well. So, like... Uh, in between like tosses, you could always like go off the side, like grab a pretzel or something really quick if you needed it or some water. Um, and then I think midway through the day, uh, some of our friends asked if we needed anything and we asked for like caffeine. So they brought us monsters and Red Bull. So, uh, that definitely helped out a lot.
0: Yeah, it's very clutch. I was going to ask if there were any uh, delivery men or people behind the scenes of the operation. It seems like a lot to do just for people alone. You know, it takes a village. <laughs> yeah. uh,
4: one thing I will say is uh, there was a decent amount of time for resting because Jason has like the smallest bladder oh, man. Out of all mankind. <laughs> he must have peed like 75 plus times in that 24 hours. It was ridiculous. Uh, yeah. but. Other than that, like, stoppages only came when someone needed to, like, use the restroom or in between, like, finishing beers, and that was it.
2: Yeah, that was nice. Definitely every time I had to, every time somebody had to use uh, number two, they had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> uh, we, like, either lay down and put our feet up in the air or, like, sat on the table, just anything to get off our feet, because that was, like, my feet were like, crazy. Yeah, I can imagine, especially with the sun beating down on you, too, and,
0: Jason, if it's any consolation, I'm really glad you bring up the pee thing because, (laughs) you know, I don't know how much beer was consumed. We'll get to that in a sec, but I get made fun of constantly by my friends. Um, Kyle, you know this very well, of course. Uh, I get made fun of constantly by how often I have to pee when I have beer. And um, yeah, so if Jason has the smallest bladder in the world, I'm willing to bet that it's the second smallest bladder in the world behind (laughs) mine. Uh, it's very rough, and I feel like I would have peed, yeah, probably about 75 times. That sounds about <laughs> right. Um, you know, 24 hours, and that's like, uh, you know, three times an hour. That hits 72. That's about, right. that's about right. Every 20 minutes is perfect. So that does bring me to the question of how much beer in total was drank and how much water? Oh, oh I don't even know about water, um, but um, we drank a rack each. Wow. So, yeah, of course, die's life is, uh, they have the haters and they yeah. have all the comments of like, by my calculation, that should have been 363 beers and it's like okay, that's game.
2: Yeah, that's <laughs> ridiculous. <just> <laughs> that's
4: <laughs> actually death. <laughs> uh, so I remember we set a president like early uh, to just drink like a full glass of water like every game or maybe, it might have been every yeah. hour.
3: I was, yeah, I was
4: doing that for a little while. Uh, I don't remember when I got off that. But. I think by like hour two or three we yeah. just stopped. <laughs> I think it just became like too much liquid. Yeah. So you need the space, save the space for what really counts. And
0: that's why you pee so much. No water <laughs> it down you. Yeah. I know it's a brutal trap. I always think, Oh, you know, I should really drink more water. And then when I'm going to the bathroom about five minutes later, I'm like, why do I do this? <laughs> so yeah, but the, that does sound pretty intense. Um, I mean, intensity is the name of the game here. So I want each of you to answer this one. Was the physical or mental aspect of this journey the more challenging part? I would Mm. say physical. I thought my feet were just shot
3: by the end of the night. Mentally, it was challenging because I was stuck with these three guys for 24 hours (laughs) straight. (laughs) And it's not that easy when you think about it. Being together for 24 hours of, of four people constantly is like not fun or easy sometimes seeing that we're all 18 year old men full of testosterone yelling and fighting, but definitely physically my legs were just beat throughout the entire night.
2: Uh, so definitely physically it was harder. Um, again, cause the feet by the end of the day, it was just, uh, like I was like stretching my calves, my hamstrings every opportunity like I got like toss and then not even watch it land. Just like do a stretch real quick. Cause I had time. And, uh, And my arms got really tired. Um, tossing so much, like, twisting your back like that, you just get really fatigued. And that's why another reason why the second half was harder is because, like, my body was tired, and I was – my tosses were missing table, and I was missing catches because my arms were tired. Um, And that was frustrating, um, definitely, because I was just really tired. Uh,
4: I'm going to go ahead and say it was a combination of both. I think that, obviously, like – physical aspect was the one that like was noticed the most, but there were definitely times spread out throughout the entire journey that were mentally cha- like challenging. Uh, I know like hour 12 and 13 for the rest of the three guys were absolutely awful. There is a dispute about Kyle leaning over a table for FIFA's. I think that, that argument lasted like 20 minutes or something. <laughs> that might've been our biggest break yeah. from actually playing because they were all just, like, screaming at each other. Also, uh, one of the house like housemates, uh, his girlfriend would come by, and we just oh. happened to take a break,
0: and
4: uh, her name was Elsa, and she would say, "She would, she would say, wow, why are you guys not playing? It's like, come on, Elsa, we're we taking a five-minute break, can you like, give us some slack? So that was definitely frustrating, and then I remember hour 21, uh, I missed like five or something tosses and catches in a row, and I just snapped, and then I, sunk you. <laughs> and then I got stuck by Robbie, <laughs> and I just, like, full I tilt. just, yeah, full <laughs> tilt. He held it together
2: well, though. He was not bad until, like, like 20 hours
4: in. <laughs> yeah, so that, those are, like, the most trying times, but I think by hour nine, my feet were already hurting, so that's whatever, like, 15 hours left of playing. That's still pretty brutal. Yeah, I honestly thank you would have been much
1: more mentally challenging if the games weren't so close the whole time because, well, me and Jason won the first game and we were up the whole time, but it was always within, like, seven to, like, 15 points the entire time. So if we ever got tired and they started gaining on us, it'd be like, well, oh, shit, I guess we have to, like, <laughs> play harder. So, I mean, that helps the mental aspect. But, yeah, it was definitely very physically tiring.
4: I just want to point out that Robbie was laying out at, like, hour 23 still. I, 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 I just don't understand that. I'm like, dude. I was just, I was just like, catching like, and I was just, like, laying there. <laughs> that,
0: well, I, I have a lot in response. Well, those were just fantastic answers. Uh, first of all, the fact that Robbie was laying out in hour 23 makes me feel much better about when I will guard him uh, on the flatball field and, like, just have him not fuck me up for a point. Yeah, I can you hold my own for a sec, so... Now I feel much, much better about my athletic ability. Um, Also, that sounds like the most Elsa quote I've ever heard. So no surprises there. Um, I'm very impressed that you guys all kept it together. And the the reason, I'm really surprised that you guys all said it was so challenging physically and didn't even mention the drunkenness slash all the liquid sloshing around. Like, I I thought for sure there was going to be something having to do with wanting to Throw up or something, but really the issue seemed to be the feet. So that really surprises me, and that I am honestly surprised that mentally it wasn't uh, that wasn't the big test because you know you mentioned being up seven to fifteen points constantly. I feel like you know in the case of Kyle and Barry, when you're just trying to inch your way back and come back, that is absolutely exhausting. But so is running a race and feeling like there's someone just trudging right behind you and you got to keep your pace. Um, I've been playing a lot of series these last few weeks, actually uh,
2: shout out to uh, Owen, Tristan, and Nathan. We started with best of threes and then we'd shuffle the teams, every
0: combination, and then we'd do best of five, best of seven, Mm -hmm. Uh, most recently best of nines. And this would last maybe three hours. Uh, So one eighth the time and mentally it gets – Pretty exhausting sometimes because we all try to get in each other's head. Uh, One of the people definitely likes to shit talk more than the others. (laughs) But it does get pretty intense, especially when, you know, you try to come back from a big lead. Like there was a best of nine series where uh, Nathan and I were down 4-1. We tied up 4-4 and we thought we were going to win and just demoralize them. But we got smashed in game nine. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a battle for sure. So I know you guys did keep score of total points. Was it just one fat long game? Yes, yes.
4: the way we divided up just to keep it within our like heads uh, was we played to twelve, and then after like that twelve, we would change the score, uh, adding it to like our points for the hour, and then at every hour we would measure or like add it to our total. So we had like an hour by hour score breakdown, like for all twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. So that was the way we managed it, and uh, I think the difference in score at the very end was only ten points. Yeah, yeah. And the first game, Kyle and I lost 12 threes. So best, that's uh, so that well, nine out of the first game. So that's nine of the ten points right there, which is it's crazy to see how close it was and how well the teams were matched by the end of the twenty four hours.
0: Yeah, totally. When I saw that hour by hour breakdown with a final of five fifty five to five forty five, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe it was that close!" Yeah. Like for twenty four hours, even if it's pretty even, you got to think there's at least a twenty five point spread or something there. Um, now I could be mistaken, but it did look like Kyle and Barry, you guys kind of inched your way back those last few hours.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think like the last three hours we kind of got after it. It, it was, was really close. Points like crazy.
0: So, yeah. Robbie, Jason, what was the stress level like there? At that point, did you <laughs> care? <I> cared <laughs> so much. We I, cared so much. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was so tired. That's when I hit like, my biggest
1: wall. And, like, I thought we could just coast our way in. And then they started, like, they were within, like, four points or something at one point, And, like, there was no way we were going to lose it in the last, like, hour. Like, that's why I was laying out, like, on hour 23. Like, we couldn't blow, like, a 23-hour beat. Honestly,
3: then, the thing killing me most for us to beat Barry and Kyle were the the Chick Fil A meal, <laughs> like uh, we wait, we've, we've said done that. that. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. We,
4: me and Kyle, owe Jason and Robbie a meal at Chick Fil A at some point because we felt that 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 would fuel the entire twenty four hours. And so
1: we, oh, we, we wanted to so forgot see. about that.
0: <laughs> you know, like, so is uh is that yeah. all that was on the table? Uh, and bragging rights for the next year. So yeah. bragging rights is a big one. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Honestly, probably more <laughs> important than Chick Fil A. It's more
0: important than Chick Fil A. So I just talked about the stress level of blowing that lead, but Kyle and Barry, what was it like at the end when you guys have a 10-point loss? Did it just hurt so bad after like all that time and dedication to only lose by 10? You mentioned nine of those came in the first game, or at that point were you just like, hey, the sun is rising, we made it? <laughs> uh, I think
4: by that point... I was just happy to be with my friends and have accomplished something. I just remember, like, it was, like, Aww. five seconds left. The last guy goes up. Maybe hit table, maybe didn't. I don't remember. Right. But then we all just, like, came together and embraced. <laughs> and I was just, like, so happy. I'm, like, this might have been one of the hardest things I've ever done. And uh, kind of forgot about the bet at that point.
2: Now I'm sad about it. <laughs> I was pretty frustrated. <laughs> uh, I remember thinking, like, man, we were so close. And there's when there's like 45 minutes left, we were playing games at a pretty fast rate at that point because there's like bad no, defense. No defense. <laughs> um, and so I was like, in my head, I was thinking this is we can definitely come back from this and clutch this out in the last hour. And we were like, we were fluctuating, we'd get like to a difference of like five or six. And then it would grow well, the next game. We'd lose by like three or four points. And I'd be like, damn it. You got to get that back next game. And then by the end, I'm thinking, okay, there's like two or three games left. This is the last chance we have. Like we had to start winning by a good margin right out. And then we didn't. There were two games left. And I was like, all right, it's over. And I just played it played really sad two games. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, you know, Competitive motherfuckers, I love it. I would probably be the same way, although I've never tried to go 24 hours, so I don't know how I would really be. I know how I could be in a three, four hour chunk, but that is far from a full day. Uh, One statistic that my friends and I like to use is OTP, on table percentage. Oh, man. And we feel like that's a pretty good way of, you know, deciding how well you're playing, at least offensively, given how. Much you give the opportunity to score, um, you know, also can illustrate some of the bad luck you're having if you're not getting a lot of points and have a high OTP. Who do you guys feel like had the highest OTP,
2: especially in that last stretch? Uh, So the highest is up for the debate. <laughs> kind of, okay, okay. Robbie, so, Robbie definitely had the lowest. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that so, I just like to point out, I may not have had the highest OTP, but
1: when I hit table, it's like 90% score. Like, Oh man. The other day, like we were playing die and like I had like a terrible game, like I literally only hit table like five times or something, but I got like five points on every single one of those bounces. So. <laughs> that just
2: sounds <laughs> really like, lucky. I That's the
4: efficiency. I think it was close, but I might have to give it to Jason. Yeah, Jason definitely does. I would agree. Uh <laughs> that's fine me. <laughs> the I think the split was that like Jason is probably the best offensively. Kyle's the best like defensively? And me and Robbie are like all around players. So uh I think that's it's like how we decided how, the teams. Yeah, that's so how we decided teams. A, a really good offense and a really good defense would be Two-killer of a combo, so we decided to split them up.
0: Well, it looks like it worked out pretty well, given it was a 10-point margin up in the mid-500s. Um, yeah, that is that is insane. That's uh, 1,100 points total in yeah, 24 hours. Look at that nice, even number. So, Barry, I believe you had seven sinks on the day. Um, and, first of all, yeah, who got sunk more? Hmm. I think it was maybe, Jason. Like, no, maybe Kyle. I don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It probably was me. Out of, out of all the sinks? No, just your sinks. Like
4: who were uh, you targeting? I don't know. I don't know, uh, I don't know if it was necessarily I targeting anyone. I, mean, was Jason. <laughs> I think it was Jason. Though. I think it was only sunk like two yeah. or three times. So I just so. remember uh, we had finished our hour, so we, we killed our beers. Uh, I toss, it goes into Jason's cup. So he has to finish again. He goes, runs to the bathroom, comes back. He tosses, like, Robin, toss, and toss. They miss. I toss again, and it goes straight back <laughs> in. And Jason just crumpled. Right. <laughs> <Why?
0: laughs> I'm impressed that you guys could just actually keep it together, because if something like that happened to me, <laughs> I probably would be <laughs> just losing my shit And, like, probably not open my mouth for a good 45 minutes. <laughs> so that's pretty insane. Um... How were you able to get into that zone? I come in big stretches of
4: like being really on and then being really off. Uh particularly the last couple hours where probably some of the most off dive I've ever played, but uh I don't know. Sometimes I just hit a groove and I like get the tosses just right. I get my spacing on the table perfect, and so like I line up every, every time and it hits the same spot. And then I can adjust from there. Uh,
0: yeah, that's about it. That is a more technical approach than I've heard from most people. So props to you, <laughs> Kyle's laughing. Do you have that technical of an
2: approach? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I just never really thought of it. <laughs> I do, like I get my spacing and probably the biggest thing for me is like where I stand relative to the table. And so i know, just hear him say that it's kind of funny. Everyone
0: has their rituals. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's got their rituals for sure. Uh, one of my friends uh, does this weird little arm spinny thing where it looks like he's about to hit the woe <laughs> and he goes to toss and I tried to make fun of him for it so that he would change his form, but it never worked. And then he beat me a couple times and I had to swallow my pride and shut the hell up. Jason, what's your ritual, Uh, you know, you are the king of on-table percentage or so we settled on? Well,
3: I'm probably the most superstitious person you've ever talked to whether you know it (laughs) or not, but every single step I take in the game has like a purpose or like something related to it. (laughs) So before every toss when I'm on the team, I'm usually the first tosser and if that gets broken, I'm pissed. <laughs> so, through the entire 24 hours, I toss first with Robbie every time. I'll be second tosser, so it worked out well. I must go to the left corner of, of the table. Whether I'm on the right side or left side, I will go to the left corner. I take two steps, right and then left, jump, <laughs> land sideways, and run to the right. So, I to follow, <laughs> I I follow you know. on any people attempt, I will always be to the right, guarding the right
0: side, and Robbie will be in the middle. So. There's a, there's a calculation for every single step. That is incredible. I thought Barry and Kyle were pretty That's technical, but that is just, that is next level. And for someone who has his own superstitious tendencies, uh, I have no preference for a toss order. I call myself a switch tosser because I do know some people who are like, Oh, I'm a first tosser. I'm a second tosser. And I'm like, dude, I don't care. Like, let's just, let's just win the fucking game. And, uh, just win baby. Um, Robbie, I don't mean to out you, but uh, since we have played before, you have one of the most unorthodox (laughs) toss forms I have ever seen in my life. And I have guys like uh, Landis and Owen still talking about the Robbie toss. Uh, Austin as well. I'll never forget that game when uh, Austin and I had to play you and Stefan, and it was tied 8-8 for probably 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. It was brutal. And then we did end up losing, but I couldn't even be that mad about it because I don't know what I really could have done differently. But that Robbie toss form is gonna be forever burned in my brain. So never change it. We all make fun of (laughs) it. Basically, like
1: I don't know how it developed. I guess like freshman year I was just messing around with a lot of different tosses and then like one seemed to work, so I had to stick with it because freshman year I was scoring like one, maybe two points a game, but like otherwise it was a nudie. So like I, had to, I had
0: to stick with what I had and then it just developed from there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I love it. Yeah, you really, you do have to avoid the nudies. When there's a consequence like that on the line, it's uh, it's real. And uh, for those of you who don't know what a nudie is, if you go an entire game without scoring and your team loses... You will often have to strip naked, um, put your hand over your private parts, and run down the street and back, and hopefully run faster than the cops. That's always the goal. Um, So yeah, you never want to get in those situations, but it happens to the best of us. So, 24 hours, physically, mentally challenging, a lot of water, a lot of beer, a lot of bathroom breaks, a lot of snacks a lot of anger, a lot of sinks, would you do it again? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. We've, we've talked about doing it
1: next year, but we'll see. We talked about 36, but... Oh yeah, 36 hour die.
4: At the end of 24 hour die, they're like, let's just keep going. And yeah. i like, no. <laughs> I am not prepared enough for the, for this next 12 hours. And I, think we I, think, I think
2: 36 is attainable. I don't know about 48, but... My hope is to do uh, 24 hours, but drink one and a half times that we drink. So a rack and a half each is my yeah, That's like, reasonable. Yeah, wow.
0: That's So, because you each drank a rack, how hazy
2: was this whole event? Um, it came in waves, I Yeah. Because it was, it kind of boiled down to like about a beer an hour, unless you got sank or had the shotgun. Um, and so, like, Jason had a drunker phase when Barry had that, like, sink, two sinks in a row. And, uh, Everyone just kind of hit them in waves and there were less drunk parts of the 24 hours and definitely more drunk parts. Well, if you guys go
0: 24 hours or 36 hours, I might have to show up in attendance and do like a live coverage (laughs) of this whole thing because based on what I'm hearing, it sounds like something that I cannot miss. Yeah, seriously, it sounds like a lot of fun despite how much of a grind it was. Uh, So obviously, you said you'd do it again. What would you change for the next time around? I would get our camera angle
3: better. I we had a time lapse going with the entire diet game. I would say, and about an hour of the footage was like lost because we had a terrible camera angle. So I would probably get a tripod next time so we have a better angle. This was a very like off cuff kind of thing to do. Just like, alright we failed
4: like failed today, and we just want to send it tomorrow. What can we do between now and then to make it happen? And so it was a little bit like
3: not botched, but not as prepared as you could be. We actually had like a that the day before, like at two in the afternoon, we had like a meeting for like 30 minutes. Yeah. And we decided everything we needed, we had like a whiteboard of like a grocery list of like what we needed to do before 5 a.m. So like we went to Ivy Market, got snacks, went to K and B, got some beer. We set up the TV so we can watch during die in the background. We had some Star Wars going. (laughs) Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones 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 going. And so we definitely didn't prepare as much as we could have, so there's a lot of things we could do differently. I think for how much time we had to
0: prepare, we did a pretty good job. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: it sounds like it. I mean, I would also like to preface my response by saying that uh, UCSB, which is deemed a party school, especially by the uh, generation of our parents, We can put in the work when we want to, and that's a prime example right there. Look at how Jason's gears were turning and how he would prep and all that time and dedication he was willing to put into it. Just because it wasn't in the library doesn't mean we can't grind. (laughs) Absolutely. So I have been informed that there exists an algorithm to determine the best overall player on your team, but I want to go one by one. So we're going to go left to right here. This question, despite uh, an existing mathematical formula, could spark some controversy. Jason, who is the best beard player here? Put me on the spot yeah. like that. <laughs>
3: I would say Kyle.
2: Okay, let's go. <laughs> do you have a reason? yeah expand on that
0: please. He's the most
3: consistent
0: I would say yeah he's doing. the most consistent Hey consistency is a glorious trait uh, Kyle <laughs> would you like to agree with Jason
2: um definitely uh really happy to hear that <laughs> uh, but uh don't want to toot my own horn uh I definitely wasn't thinking of myself for the best. I was, <clears throat> before Jason spoke, uh, my response was going to be to shout out Kieran Bates. Um, he's two years graduated, um, but he, he just played unbelievable die. He would, from like, my thing is I don't play well sober, but Kieran plays well, he plays well sober, and then he plays well when he's like really drunk. And that's uh, that's impressive to me. Yeah, I've
0: only seen Kieran play a little bit, um, but that guy is next level for sure. Would you uh, have an answer for Just this circle
2: right here. Oh, out of us four? Yeah. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Robbie. Okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, kind of for the opposite reason of me. He's not very consistent at all. Um, but when he plays a good game, it's a really, really good game.
0: So it's like when that switch goes on, there's nothing like it.
2: Yeah, kind of like he was losing in the 20th, or not losing, but we were catching up in the last hour. Right. And, uh. He just flipped a switch and he said, I'm winning. He got after it.
0: And that they did. Uh, Barry, you had an interesting facial reaction to Kyle's answer. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm really curious to hear from
2: you.
4: Um, I kind of buy into the consistency theory that Jason also has. That's why I'm also going to say Kyle. Um, I think eye is a game of defense and the offense will come uh, as a result. So, like, having the least amount of drops, I think easily Kyle's, like, the best defender here. And so I think that's what makes him the best. Uh, there was definitely times during 24-hour die that saying Robbie's the best die player does not feel right.
2: <laughs>
4: uh, not to say that Robbie's a bad die player.
0: He absolutely is spectacular. But I think I have to give it to Kyle. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> Nah, well, you know, I, I value defense as well. I think, for that very reason, I never want to endorse the die back rule. <laughs> meaning not. If, no, meaning, if you not. and your partner score, that you get the dice back and get to play offense again, which I think is complete and utter bullshit. It's a trash rule because one. Yeah. it's you like you got to play defense to win the game. Yeah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> so we have two votes for Kyle. Uh, not by Kyle. And one vote for Robbie. Uh Robbie, what is your answer? Um Kyle is definitely the most
1: consistent die player, I think, both offensively and defensively. So I guess I'd have to give it to Kyle. Oh, cool. But I think I think everybody here as when they get in the zone can is like in a whole different level than it's just like a consistent player. So
0: it can be anyone's day. That's very fair. So three votes for Kyle but Kyle himself voted (laughs) elsewhere. You are such a humble champion, my friend. (laughs) I'm so proud. Thank you. you. I'm Kyle's roommate, and I'm going to hear about this for like a week, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to talk about this for the rest of the year. (laughs) Well, you can uh, forward this recording to all your friends and family and uh, even the people you hate, and that way, the legend of Kyle will live on forever. Yeah, I'm just going to clip like that. That was
2: two minutes right
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before every episode ends, uh, we do this thing called shout out to. This is where you shout out anything you want. It could be sports related as this is a sports podcast, which is why we're naturally talking about your die. and uh, or it could be something just completely random. So before I give mine, we'll uh, reverse the order you guys have any shout-outs you'd like to give? Uh,
1: I'll give you a shout-out to Kieran Bates if he's uh, <laughs> listening for all the die we're talking about.
4: I want to shout-out Bush Light uh, <laughs> for being the best beer to play beer dye with and letting us have this amazing experience with the four of us and many to come.
2: Uh, I'll shout-out uh, Bailey Woop and oh, yeah. then kind of generalize that to all the spectators we had because uh, there were times we wanted to stop. Well, we didn't want to stop. But there were times we got tired, and uh, having fans come support us was really big. And Bailey came during the day, went home, slept, and came back at like 3 or 4 a.m. And that was, that was sweet. Wow. Bailey will always bring me
0: energy. Absolutely. Going off of Kyle, I'd like to give my shout-out to Lorenzo Yabut.
3: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he slept the entire afternoon and morning so he could come and watch us play dive through the night for the sole reason to support us, so... He was a big part of the reason why we got through that night. He was wow. there. He was there from ten to when we finished,
0: so like seven hours straight. <laughs> that's pretty incredible, given that he didn't throw a single toss and he still did it for you guys. So, Lorenzo, love the boy. That's a homie move. Um. Well, my shout out has very much to do with our topic for the show. Uh. Actually, I would like to shout out the independent seller on Amazon who sells. 10 packs of bicycle dice for just $3. If this sounds too good to be true, that's because it is. <laughs> <laughs> to all you die fans and players out there who want those high quality cubes, do not buy these because they are fake. Uh, do us a favor and spend your precious money elsewhere. We took some out of a package the other day and immediately we we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we wanted to see how they would chip. And then we just started throwing them against the fence and trying to break them, and they did not break very easily, and they were terrible. So, go to Ivy Market and spend that two twenty nine dollars on a pack of five or whatever it is, because that 10 dice for $3 will get you nowhere. Um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's fallen into the trap there. Jason brought some, some home, I think. I think. I bought
2: them from Pavil- from Ralph's, though. Oh. Ralph's bicycle, yeah. the ones like in the blue bag. The ones like the ID Market blue bag. Yeah, basically we've been playing oh, with mom. these like, they, like other die lately. That, I
3: mean,
1: they're bikes, but when you hold them up to like like the normal bikes, like they just look off and they feel off
0: and like... Are they like they a ended. tad bigger? The shade yeah. of white is yes. a little different yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The red bicycle looks super bright. Yes. Yeah, and I mean, they're lighter. The, yeah. And, like, <laughs> the, dots
4: and the, for same. the numbers are yeah. like They're yeah. in the center. Yeah. Not on the edges. And
0: big dots? Yeah. Yeah. You guys got played (laughs) by pavilions. Okay. Well, uh, take that. Uh, all you listeners, please write that down and uh, note to self because apparently this independent seller from Amazon isn't the only one pulling tricks out there. Um, guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun. Uh, I know a good handful of people who are looking forward to this episode getting released uh, as always, don't forget to rate us on Apple or follow us on Spotify. That's Potty Train Me. Uh, if you want to be a part of future episodes, go to our website, pottytrainme.com, spelled just like it is on our logo, and click the yellow chat icon at the bottom right corner to send us your big boy questions. Once again, Kyle, Jason, Robbie, Barry, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your time, and I hope that we can all talk soon. Thanks so much, Greg. Thank you, Greg. So that will do it for us right now, but we should have some great episodes coming up. Keep on doing your thing, everybody, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Until next time, we are out.